Fire me up. Welcome to another episode of Fix Your Franchise, where it's just three average guys being above average GMs. If you haven't noticed, there's actually only going to be two of us today. Dirty is MIA getting weird in Portland. So you've got Coach Red and Big Tug leading you today. And today we're going to talk about the New England Patriots, Bill Belichick's team where first season after Tom Brady, they failed to make the playoffs. Where I'd like to start with them, let's start right there. Let's start in the quarterback room. They signed Cam Newton to a one-year deal. You thought that they thought very highly of Jared Stidham, and maybe this would be the year that he takes over. Yet they re-sign Cam Newton again to another one-year deal. Let me just point out some stats. Cam Newton played in 15 games. 2,600 yards passing, 592 yards rushing, eight touchdowns to 10 interceptions, and 12 rushing touchdowns. Now, I get that Bill Belichick ideally likes to run the ball, but holy cow, in today's NFL, you had a starter that went 15 games and was under 3,000 yards passing by over 300 yards. It's That's it's a little rough, a little rough indeed. What do, you, what do you got about the quarterback room, Tug? I think they just need to call Tom Brady and apologize. <laughs> I mean. Pen him, pen him a nice letter. I'm sorry. Yeah, just pen him a nice letter, just a big apology letter. It's it's unfortunate that he just signed another contract with uh, Tampa Bay. Four years um, extension. Whew. Four-year extension. He's going to be playing well into his 50s. Um, I don't know. I don't like their quarterback situation. I, I had a couple of different ideas where I thought that they might go prior to the Cam Newton signing. But apparently they've given up all hope on Jared Stidham. But that was only a matter of time. And I, and I think that with the signing for Cam Newton, it's pretty heavily incentivized. So I don't think that this stops them from going after another quarterback, whether that's in the draft or in free agency or even a trade. I mean, there's very little that is tied up to Cam Newton. What are some intriguing options for you to go out there and See, get for the quarterback? My intriguing option prior to this trade or the signing, sorry, was target Mac Jones in the draft and then sign Ryan Fitzpatrick to a one-year deal and let the, the capable starter lead them through the season with the young gunslinger, gunslinger right underneath him just nipping at his heels, almost like a, a Bloodstill Brady situation all over again. I mean, that's what I wanted. I mean, one option I know that I know that we've talked about old Tom, but uh, what about a reunion with another former Patriots quarterback, Jacoby Brissett? I feel like after they've invested potentially eleven million dollars in Cam Newton, that they're not going to sign another 
uh, free agent. I feel like that they think Cam's the guy, even if it's just a transition one year, but they obviously think they see somebody in the draft. Um, I could see it going one of two ways. They they either trade up and go for a Trey Lance or wait, trade back their, their first round to accrue some more draft picks and then take that Kellen Mond or even uh, who's the kid out of Georgia? Newman? Newman, yeah, former Wake Forest. Newman, guy. I mean, I could... I could see them taking Mond or Newman later and just because they're in the same mold as Cam Newton. I mean, they're both big bodied, very agile runners. I mean, I could see them just accruing those draft picks because they have a ton of holes on this roster, grabbing somebody that they think that they could mold into the guy for the future, letting Cam play out his year incentivized and then, Moving on. Well, I think one thing, though, that will help, they did have a, a bunch of holes on the roster last year, but they had a league uh, high eight people opt out for COVID last year. And all those guys' deals are still valid. They nothing told against them so the, the i wrote down four of their guys that are kind of the bigger name guys marcus cannon at tackle donta hightower at linebacker patrick chung at safety and matt lacoste at tight end those are all guys that you're getting back this year plus they brought back a trent brown and basically uh money dump for the raiders bring him back to where he had his best seasons it's true and let, let's face it, other than uh, Stefan Gilmore, want to know who their best player was last year? J.C. Jackson. <laughs> no. Are you sure? Their, their best player was, was Jake Bailey. Jake Bailey, huh? Give me some he was a Pro Bowl punter. <laughs> uh, All pro, pro bowler. Uh, Only okay. him and Gilmore. I think Slater made it to the Pro Bowl for special teams, but other than that, it's weird not seeing a bunch of Patriots on the Pro Bowl. Well, I know he didn't make the Pro Bowl team, but I brought up J.C. Jackson. The guy had nine picks last year, nine interceptions, and 14 passes defended. Those are all standout numbers, and he's only a restricted free agent that they're going to bring back for next to nothing to pair him across from Stephon Gilmore. That is, if they keep Stefan Gilmore. I know last year there was a lot of hubbub with him on the trade block, and I wouldn't be surprised to see him there again uh, as we dive into free agency later this week. What do you what do you think they do at corner? You think I mean they obviously have Jackson to be their you know second round level guy that's there. Um, if Gilmore's out, do you like them going free agency, or do you like them trying to sign like? Jason McCourty back. I mean, they do love the McCourty brothers a lot. I, I wouldn't be adverse to that. I but think that they would be a good second round cornerback range where you get into a guy with big numbers at a big time school, maybe like a maybe like a Sean Wade 
out of the Ohio State is a guy that I can see sliding in really nicely into that defensive backfield. Yeah, or if Asante Samuel falls for some reason. Yep. What about Keith Taylor? I do like Keith Taylor. Seen a lot of tape on him. He's got that prototypical size. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's a good yep. player, and he could be. The thing is, I feel like he could be had in the third round. I, I'd be interested to see with the oh virtual, yeah the virtual pro days and limited exposure, no combine to see. I think that that's a guy that would have really benefited from the combine. I know that he had he showed out really well at the at the senior game senior bowl that they had really rose mm-hmm. up his draft stock, mm-hmm. draft stock but i mean probably a little rich for my blood at 46 but i mean if they could trade back oh yeah later in the i was second, thinking third. third oh yeah i like T- i like keith taylor so they've got a stable of guys at corner already they've got miles bryant and joe juan williams why not let give those guys a crack at it before targeting in free agency? Perfect, because you want to save all that money to get people to catch the ball. I mean, their their top bingo was was Bird. I mean, Nikhil Harry. Bird? Yeah, Nikhil Harry has has. Who's their new? Yeah, go ahead. No, go go for it. Talk about Nikhil Harry, how worthless he is. Yeah, Nikhil Harry. Jacoby Myers. That was their number one guy. Yep, Jacoby Myers. And I think he's a restricted as well. Uh, I wouldn't mind bringing him back, but you've got to get other pieces in that game. I mean, Edelman has been oft injured the last couple of years. If his deal's not up, he could be a cap casualty option to go down and play with his, with his best friend, Tom Brady, down in Tampa, go to the retirement era in Florida and uh, join him there. But Nikhil Harry, he's got all the physical tools to be a good wideout, but he just hasn't really put it together with two different quarterbacks in that Patriots scheme. Uh, I think they go all in at the wide receiver position and target the Will Fullers of the world, Kenny Galladay, Corey Davis, you know, pick one of these guys. They've got the third most amount of cap right now. That might be a little bit lower after the – the Trent Brown trade because there was some significant money tied up into him, but they can really pick and choose whatever wide receiver they want. And the one that I think just really kind of fits their system the best is probably more so that Will Fuller, Corey Davis, they seem a little bit more mild mannered and Will Fuller coming from a former Patriot uh, Bill O'Brien offense where you could see them using him in the same way. Cam still has a fairly big arm, needs that big downfield threat, which Will Fuller gives you in spades. And they don't have that dynamic playmaker on their team right now. Um, but I am reading quite a few reports of them having several virtual connections with uh, Demetric Felton. Who? Demetric Felton. He's out of UCLA. He played running back and wide receiver. He's kind of like 
Tavon Austin, I guess. He's just kind of all over the field. I mean, yeah, he rushed 130 times for 700 yards and five touchdowns last year, along with 25 receptions, 159 yards, and three touchdowns. At UCLA, I mean, that's a pretty decent year for a for a kind of a, a Swiss five, Army knife. A five, a, probably a five-game season out of him last year too. Yeah, I mean, they're not great, but I mean, if you, after we're done with this podcast, I want you to look up some of the, some of his highlights. He's, he's a solid player. I mean, they could use him. And honestly, I mean, I know that they, speaking of UCLA last year, drafting Devin Asiasi at the tight end spot, Lacoste coming back. Uh, They got the other kid and they drafted tight end in the third and fourth round last year do you let the kids play or do you go after hunter henry do you go after johnny smith gerald everett you know those pass catching tight ends because they've really missed out on a good pass catching tight end since you had gronk there teamed up with brady did not bring up yeah. their pass catching tight end that they used to have there please don't do it I'm not. I wanted to. I knew you did. I, I just saw finished that on special face. on Netflix. Actually, check it out. Netflix. I just finished the special. It was check it out on Netflix. Learn all about the Patriots. Um, what about like a Mo Alley Cox? He's a sneaky good fit for that team. I mean, he's he's just, a great fit for that team. He's just one of those. But I think the there's guys. I love him. I like him. Sounds like a law firm. I think that there's a there's a lot more tight ends in this draft than we're than we're you know giving them credit for. Yeah, Kyle Pitts, he gets all the the notoriety and everything, but there's a lot more tight ends in this draft than than they're being advertised. I mean, Pat Fryermuth is somebody that he could get late later than the first. Um. But my personal favorite, and I will keep going back to it, is Brevin Jordan. I love Brevin Jordan out of Miami. We we heart you. I hope you're listening, Brevin. I love you, buddy. You're you're a stud. I, I see big things coming for you, man. I just I hope you land on the Bengals. Just saying. Anyways, he's a great fit for the Patriots. <laughs> back to I would love him there. Back to the Patriots. Um Talking about pen and love letters, right? Yeah, let's let's flip it back to the offense a little bit. Um, offensive line, you've got uh, Joe Thune, who they did not tag for a second consecutive year. You have David Andrews, the center, that's going to be up. I mean, the rest of their line spots seem pretty solid. I think that you can look at bringing David Andrews back. You could also look at like a Ted Karras out of Miami or Matt Skura. If you're going to run that run-based, run-heavy offense – Matt Skura did that with, with the Baltimore Ravens. He was a center for the last couple of years. <clears throat> Sound, seems just like a really good fit, especially if they're going to gear this offense where it's really going to be heavily predicated on the run. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of guys out there that they could grab up. I, sorry, I'm, I'm doing a little bit of homework over here. I wasn't paying a oh, lot of attention to you. Let's let's go back and let's go let's go to the other side in the trenches. I think defensive line 
slash edge is another area that they could target. You know, Kyle Vinoy gets cut. seems like the perfect candidate to come back to New England. I know we've brought this guy up a few times, but a guy that can stuff the run, but also bring an interior pass rush is that Dalvin Tomlinson, just the beast in the middle. Wouldn't have to travel too far coming over from New York either. Just a little hop, skip, and a jump over over to Boston in the hop. But knowing Bill Belichick and his pension of building defenses around the linebacking core, I feel like that's what they'll do again. I mean, he loves to start his entire defense around that linebacking core and build around. Him. So if he's got his back. high towers back, but you know, go with me on this and it might not happen. What if we see Micah Parsons take a slide? Oh, I fully expect him to take a slide. I think that so do I. still available here. Into the 20s. Yeah. So go with me on this, and I'm completely, you know, rabbit-holing down this, this trade idea in my head. The Titans are desperate for an edge rusher. There's a lot of edge rushers available. What do you, what do you think they swap picks with the Patriots 15 for I think 22 yep sounds about right so the Titans move up and grab like a Ajilari out of Georgia you know that that freak athlete highly explosive guy and then that gives the Patriots 22 where I still expect Micah Parsons to be yep and if he's not there you're sitting at 22, looking at J.C. Horn out of South Carolina. Either way, you win, and you build some more draft capital. Yeah, I think that's going to be key for him because I expect them to, you know, go heavy in free agency. And I think this year, because you don't have Tom Brady there, it's not like the years of old where you get all these guys that are champion ch- championship chasing that – you know, we'll take that lesser deal to to play on the team. I think that you're paying market value now for these guys. I'm gonna throw a guy out there if we're if we're talking about linebackers. What about what about a KJ Wright? Still a solid uh, pass defender at the linebacker spot, and the guy can still bring the hammer. I mean, there have been multiple highlight tackles from this last year where he's just out there laying hat and he wants to get paid. And if you're looking to get paid, look at the people that got that have the money. And that'd be the New England Patriots. You know, I think that he would slot well and be a good veteran presence on this team. Yeah, and he's on my list of potential targets along with, Josh Bynes. Josh Bynes had himself a, a pretty down year over in Cincinnati. Um, I'm not sure that they're going to bring him back. But he was a stud when he was playing over in Baltimore. Yeah. And he would be on the cheap, which is what they're going for. I mean, that, that's another guy I could see him targeting. But, I mean, there there's a ton of people in the draft that I – 
I love this linebacking draft class. Love. And it's the craziest one because you have some of these guys, you just have such limited tape on with the opt-outs, the cancellation of games. So I think this year you're really going to see a big crapshoot on what you get out of the draft. I mean, you're going to be rolling the dice on a lot of these guys and hoping that they pan out. But if you look at it in the grand scheme of things, the Patriots have always done a very good job of drafting. It's been one of their strong suits over the course of the whole Belichick regime. Yeah. And like you said, there's not a lot of tape on some of these guys, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of raw talent. I mean, even if you have to look back in the tape, I mean, there's a couple places that I would urge them to look at. And the first spot I would have them start would be Ohio state. They've got three linebackers coming out this year and all of them are very, very talented. One of them, they're tough. not getting any notoriety. <clears throat> What's that? One of them is really tough. I heard. Baron Browning. I thought we were, I was bringing up Tough Borland. Thanks. He's not coming out this year. Oh no way. Baron Browning, Pete Pete Werner, and Justin Hilliard are all very solid, pro-ready linebackers, and I feel like it's going to be a Logan Wilson type of of play. I mean, he he kind of came out of nowhere out of Wyoming last year. And he's, he's a good fit in the NFL. And these guys are very similar, especially Pete Werner. He's not getting any notoriety. They're saying he's a fourth or fifth rounder. And, I mean, that's something that I could see the Patriots developing into, into a future stud. I don't, I don't disagree. I think the Patriots need to, to really address that defense. You got to get to, for them to have success, especially with their division getting a lot tougher. I mean, the Bills are here to stay. I mean, Josh Allen really stepped his game up this last year. The Dolphins were a fringe playoff team, just barely missed out. They've got a ton of pieces. They still got decent cap. They have a young quarterback in Tua who, you know, underwhelmed a little bit this last year. But everyone, I mean, everyone was tanking for Tua at this time last year. Slid down to five. But, yeah. I mean, you sit there. And the Patriots are going to need a stout defense to really be that team. Because if you're going to roll with Cam Newton where he's at at this point in his career, you're going to be a run-based offense. You looked at some games where they were behind, and they just couldn't do anything. You would think that with the game that he was out hurt and they did not start Jared Stidham and went with Brian Hoyer, where – I expected them to sling the ball around the field a little bit. Brian Hoyer's a pretty decent little slinger, you know, little gun slinger there, a little bit in him. But all they did was run the football in that game. They, they, I mean, I think he attempted like 14 passes. I felt like they thought that Cam Newton was back there still and that he was going to run the ball 15 times a game. They just couldn't get anything going out of that quarterback position, you know, except for earlier in the year, Cam Newton balled out about, through week three then after that he was like the ghost of cam newton couldn't find him yeah it was pretty bad i mean it was hard to watch i mean don't get me wrong i'm not a patriots guy i hate the patriots have since 2000 but i mean you have two types of people you have you have people that hate the patriots and people that live in boston so there you go exactly 
Exactly. Like, I could care less if they fix their team or not. I love watching them lose every once in a while. I know, but that's it's not what we do, being above average GMs. That's not day. what we do. We're, we're being honest. We're fixing stuff. Okay, we, we're talking about defense. Fixing the defense. Tell me your thoughts, and I'm only asking you because you're a UW guy. I don't even know how to say his last name, but his first name is Levi. Levi Ozarike. Ozarike. See, there's a, a silent N in there. That's what got me. Yep. How do you like Ozarike? I like him at pick 46. I like him a lot. I mean, I've seen some mocks that have him sneaking into uh, the first round at the very tail end. But yeah, I think he, I think right now, depending on who you look at, most of the time he's either one or two in that defensive tackle type spot. Opted out this last year, um, but it always been a solid performer for UW. He's a guy that, you know, bided his time. He was behind Vita Vea, who absolutely wrecked the Chiefs this year in the Super Bowl. He was behind a Greg Gaines that was just that run-stuffing guy that was a third-round pick for the Rams. I think he's going to fall in that same same mold where he's going to be that you know second second round pick that really can shine in the NFL. He's got good tools. He's got a good motor. He just was always that guy that was you know that extra piece until until Greg Gaines left, and then he actually had a pretty good uh, junior year, and then decided to opt out this last year. So it's tough because you didn't get the tape, but apparently everyone loved him down at the senior bowl. I mean, they loved him because he can be lined up all over that defensive line. And that's exactly what the Patriots love. They love those gadget pieces where they can put him in wherever he's, he's six, three, two ninety. I mean, so you could line him up on the outside if you had to. Yeah. Not, I mean, not he the- plays all up and down that off that defensive line. He plays tackle, he plays nose, he plays outside. He plays all over the place, and I think he'd be a great fit at 46 for the Patriots. I, I think you would, too. He's not hes not the best outside rusher. He's not really polished with his with his outside rush moves when you're going against, you know, those left and right tackles. Oh, no. A little bit more ready for it, but he's got a great burst on the inside going against those guards. If you can get him in that three-tech, he's just – he's a guy that can – really plug up holes and create a little havoc from the inside. I I think, yeah, 46 would be a great spot for him. Yeah. And if he's gone for somehow, you know, being drafted earlier, I see him. I see McNeil out of NC state still being there. I love Ali McNeil. He is huge bodied guy. He's almost in the mold of, of a, of a DJ reader. I mean, he's, he's got, freaky athletic ability for how big he really is and he would be a a a great fit for this defensive tackle position where where they got manipulated in the trenches all year i'll bring up one more guy that i think could help in those trenches um freak athlete as well you probably know him a little bit better than most former cincinnati Bengal, margus hunt a little bit older now but Tell me your thoughts on Margus. I like Margus Hunt. He's kind of bounced around the last couple of years, just back and forth, actually. Um, the Bengals drafted him out of SMU. He was drafted as a, a project player because he's 6'8", about 280. I mean, they drafted him to block kicks. Which he did well. And 
he did which he well. did well he's always done well because he's got that that jump i i believe he's from estonia so that's fun fact um he's bounced back and forth between the the colts and the Bengals the last couple of years um i know he's on a one-year deal with the Bengals last year he came in part way through after he was released by the colts but i like him i mean yeah he is slowing down a little bit but he'll at least bring that veteran presence and that's the one thing i mean the patriots luckily luckily for them post tom brady they have a lot of juice this year with with a down year and basically with all this cap space you get the eight guys coming back off the COVID list You've got six picks in the draft where if the guy that you if you don't have a Mac Jones still available at 15, you might want to you might take that trade back option, accumulate more picks. I mean, Bill Belichick loves, 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 loves picks in the NFL draft. You can't can't get enough of them. So you've got assets to go after. And realistically, I mean, with Tom Brady being gone, you've got the quarterback still in need. Wide receivers still a need. Might also go tight end. Most of it's on offense. You got a pretty solid defense, but put some more recess resources into that defense and make it just one of the scariest units in the NFL. That would be their best bet. I mean, keeping the score down would be the best way to keep Cam Newton in the offense in these games. Hundred percent. Couldn't couldn't agree with you more. Oh man! I mean, you don't expect Cam Newton to go in there and, and you know score twenty eight to thirty five a game. If they're going to be successful next year, uh, they're going to need to stay in that you know seventeen to twenty one points a game range and just kind of ride their defense. Or bold prediction time. That's more so a joke. You see if you can get Paul Johnson out of retirement, run the triple option offensively. Just, Ooh, yeah, that's a good, good, good idea. Just, just moving <laughs> bodies left and right. Moving bodies. All right, I think that about does it for what we have on the Patriots. They're they're a team that had a down year, but you know could be a quick team on the rise depending on what they do uh, here in free agency in the draft. Well, that's gonna do it for me, Coach Red, and Big Tug. You know, here for fix your franchise. Just two average guys today being above average GMs. Peace.